Hi everyone and welcome to the DevMar Debugged podcast, where experts from top companies all over the world share their insights on everything developer marketing. Today we're speaking with Sachin Jha, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Asovalent, about how developer marketers can navigate the changing technology landscape. So hi Sachin, it's great to have you here. Hello, Teresa. Yeah, it's it's lovely to see you here. Oh, it's great to have you. So this is the first episode in a series that uh, will discuss the tech landscape and how developer marketers fit in it. But before we jump into all that and the topic of today's episode, I thought you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into developer marketing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be I'll be actually happy to do that. So currently, I'm a senior technical product marketer at Isovalent, the company behind open source project Cilium. We are like heavily, heavily invested in in the cloud native world, which is the most complex thing at the moment in terms of the tech that's happening. Um, we have kind of nailed the game for open source marketing at the moment. Now, my journey into developer marketing has been far from the traditional journey. And why I say that is because it's not a ladder approach that I joined in as a developer marketer and then went into this, but uh, it's it has been different. I have been moving from like engineer to technical sales and then platform team as a DevOps engineer, as a platform engineer, and then moving to something like customer success engineer and a customer success manager, and then moving to product marketing. So it has been a very, very long journey, but something that kind of kicks me or gives me a kick in between uh, to actually use that word is... Um, if I look back, it kind of gives me a beginner's mindset that we call in, right? And that's why I just went bonkers on studying about product and developer marketing. Okay, how to navigate this world? How do I simplify things for developers? Be, being a developer myself, I kind of know the challenges. I know how we had the, have the ad blockers and everything, right? So how do I navigate this thing? Um kind of been fortunate enough to work for startups, enterprise, and all the companies who have excelled in developer tools and uh, the cloud native system. So that has kind of built a very good understanding of customers and marketing for me. And right now I've kind of made my niche as, okay, I'm, I'm a developer marketer for Kubernetes or the cloud native world. And I kind of navigate this entire technical products with storytelling and uh, content strategy. Um, when it comes to developer marketing, the only thing that I tell people is, okay, uh, the good storytelling, tech stack, and a clear messaging are the cornerstones. And uh, okay, when I'm not doing all these things in cloud and uh, something in developer marketing or simplifying Kubernetes, I love to explore the outdoors. I'm basically a photographer and a high altitude trekker. So I just find the inspiration and balance in the mountains. That's what I would say. And anytime I want to find the inspiration, it's not the meditation. I would just go and trek. That's it. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I didn't know that. And yeah. uh, that makes so much sense, especially if you spend all day, you know, uh, if you code or if you spend all day in front of a computer, it must be really nice to just go out in nature after. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so it's quite a diverse journey then and it's quite interesting that you started as a you know as a developer and now it does make sense that logically you went to oh you know i understand um developers challenges and pain points so 
yeah, you're now at Isovalent, and uh, could you just uh, talk a little bit about uh, the company and what what specifically you do there? Do you do you still do developer work, for example, or do you just um, and marketing or um, one or the other? No. Um, <clears throat> okay, it's basically. I am not an engineer anymore. I kind of started as, as I, as I told you, see, I started as an engineer, but something that happened in my last company, DigitalOcean, which kind of went, I mean, I, I kind of joined as a very initial platform engineer and, uh, I kind of got the chance to work with the customers very well and understand marketing there. And where I started loving this field as product marketing, because I could actually help scale of customer as a CSM. I would only help like 20 customers, but, but overall I could with, with marketing, I could help like millions of customers. Right. So mm. when I got, got into developer marketing or product marketing, so the entire scale has changed right now. The job is more like a generalist. Um, Isovalent is at at the stage of moving up, going ahead into series B to series C, right? So we are at a stage where we are understanding more about the customers and everything. So something as uh, something that I do at uh, like day-to-day basis are sales enablement or understanding the customers. Something that I excel at right now is to uh, really decoding that complex messaging and positioning from this really complex product because we have this varied set of products on cloud native. Um, in my last company, I was trying to explain people uh, how to buy Kubernetes, why to buy Kubernetes, which I thought was the most complex thing. Now, when I join Isovalent, this is on top of Kubernetes, we kind of try to sell like networking, security and visibility, right? So this is like super, super complex thing in the cloud mm. native world at the moment. And explaining this decoding messaging, not to sound... Uh, we need to have the balance, right? Because we kind of start thinking that, okay, it's only for the developers, but it's not. It's developers, decision makers, budget owners, everyone coming together. So it's about, so uh, in like one liner summary, I could just tell you that I am basically an interface uh, or or the voice of customer thing, right? For the entire company at the moment, we are that outbound product managers kind of thing who 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 are who are basically the point of contact for partners, marketers, uh, anyone who's going to go talk outside, how to do the messaging better, the marketing insights, competitive analysis. So we kind of know really well on two things. One is the product and another one is the market understanding how everything is moving. Mm. So yeah, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis at the moment. And something that comes at last, which we cannot move ahead. Any any of the product marketer would not move ahead as are the events, right? The conferences. I would kind of help the field marketing team with with the with planning the conferences from start to end. And that's where we excel at as well. So it's also the content machine game. We are basically the content machine on what to say, what not to say, how to talk to the PR, how to do this, how to talk to partners. So yeah, mm. that's where we stand. Isovalent is uh, also works at the partnership level. We are the default CNI with with the Microsoft, Google, and and the uh, AWS at the moment. So all the three providers. So we kind of work at that top level with the biggest of the biggest enterprises at the moment. So yeah, that's how it looks like. Right. Yeah. So quite a lot of things going on at the moment, and a lot of. Um 
fingering a lot of pies, as people say. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And so yeah. that also must mean, obviously, that you understand not just tech, but how the industry also changes. So I suppose um, my first question would be, um, what, in your opinion, are some of the biggest challenges of marketing and this world of complex technology and how will that then differ from uh, marketing non-tech products? Okay, uh, and that is actually a great question and, and also a most difficult question because I don't want to turn heads when I say that this is something that we only do for developer marketers, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's, let's actually try to understand this uh, from the perspective that, okay, mm. Uh, to be accepting the fact developer marketing indeed presents unique challenges, right? Compared to the traditional marketing practices, many a times it can be the same as our non-tech counterparts, but that's a different argument. And um, some of the challenges do differ. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes in my mind is the target audience. The developers are super, super specialized and discerning group with unique needs, right? The preferences change and the expectations, which is which is kind of different from the uh, uh, from the counterpart things of the traditional marketing. Yeah. They are typically more interested in the technical aspects of a product or service, and at the end also require a deep understanding of the features, benefits, and the use cases, right? This means that the uh, developer marketers like us must possess the strong technical knowledge. You cannot go go without that, and be, and uh, not not only about about like getting the knowledge, but also being able to com uh, communicate these complex topics in a clear and compelling way. Whereas, if you see on the other hand, right, like in contrast, the non-technical marketing. It often targets a broader audience that you are selling a t-shirt or you are basically getting into something which is more at the social media level. So it kind of varies at the level of technical expertise, uh, making it easier to craft. I wouldn't say easier, easier is a very uh, different word, but it, it 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 would be that it could be a straightforward thing to craft more, more general messaging that appeals to a wider audience, right? Compared to a technical mm. audience. So, so the first one is target audience. The second thing I could think of is the rapidly changing technological landscape. When I say rapidly evolving technical landscape, it means that it's it's kind of constantly changing. We are seeing the new tools, we are seeing frameworks, we are seeing uh, the emerging AI thinking or everything coming at the breakneck pace, right? Mm. So th now this makes it very difficult for us as developer marketers to stay ahead of the curve and ensure that the messaging remains relevant and up to date. We cannot just say that, hey, I've created the messaging and that kind of stays intact. You need to revisit that every quarter. In uh, in the in the non-tech sector, on the other hand, you could just see that, okay, the product life cycle tend to be longer. It's not the DevOps that's going to be coming in all the time. With the DevOps and agile practices uh, on the tech field, it's faster. Like if you take an example of Uber, uh, everything... Everything is released even in weeks time, not even like quarters time. So uh, if you see the non-tech sector, it kind of goes to quarters to uh, the six months life cycle as well. The rate of change is generally slower. So that kind of gives the traditional marketers uh, the time, time to refine the campaign, uh, test and run kind of thing, right? So... Mm -hmm. um, 
that's going to be my discussion on the rapidly evolving technical landscape and and the and the third thing i would not go very deep in this but the third thing that i would uh, love to mention is the importance of building the trust and credibility right the empathy the developers are basically known for their uh, skepticism and critical thinking I myself has been having that blockers, right? So uh, for the ads and everything. So which means that they, they're often wary of the marketing claims that they see, you can still make a marketing claim, but you need to have solid evidence to support that. So hmm. to overcome this challenge, uh, again, we as developer marketers must focus on delivering that valuable content, that case studies, that tutorials or technical documentation. I mean, whatever you have in hand, how can you make use of that? So, uh, and and use as a, as a data to provide solid evidence. You can't just record a demo video and say that, hey, that's why you should buy my product. You need to be having it backing up. When you say that, okay, it can 100x your, your productivity or something, you need to be show them. So instead of telling, show them. Hmm. So... You need to show them the real world benefits of the product or service. Now in the non-tech world, uh, if you see on the other angle, it would be like, okay, the marketing efforts may rely more on emotional appeals and storytelling, right? It's not that storytelling is not there in tech world, but that there it would be more. Now, which can be effective in the, uh, uh, they, they would focus more on brand uh, loyalty and driving the customer behavior. Uh, but, it may not strongly resonate with the developer audience, right? Uh, you can actually focus on brand and everything, but the developers won't won't concentrate on the brand as long as they're they uh, they kind of getting the features. That's okay. So these are the three challenges that I could immediately think of. But it's it's basically like okay, uh, as the complex tech is facing challenges. So something that I wanted to repeat is okay. It's it's kind of highly specialized target audience, uh, a rapidly changing landscape, and the need to have the trust and credibility. Right. Um, I won't go deep, but something that if I just look back to my way of working, uh, some of the other couple of things that could come into my mind is something that I am having at Isovalent right now is okay, difficulty in decoding the messaging and positioning from the technical products or or something like lack of clarity on how do we measure the success of the marketing campaign? Because all of these discussions cannot be a complete loop if we don't discuss about measuring the success, right? Because we can talk about the challenges and everything, but if you don't measure that, we cannot do anything. And the complex and technical jargon still remain, right? So that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah, no, that's that's a great detailed answer. Thank you for it. And I I suppose as well then, um, since this technology is always changing and new things are always appearing, uh, that will also change. Uh, developer marketing that will always change um yeah well the yeah, way you absolutely. then go and market to developers so can you just talk a little bit about about that yeah that is an excellent follow-up question because definitely the check uh, the marketing landscape is big and the implications are definitely there on us so um we actually talk about that let's actually see what all things have been changing right and what all things have come up so first up i would say that something that has come immediately is the uh is the are the online communities and the platform right like in the past the the developer marketing has heavily 
relied on the in-person events, conferences, and meetups. While uh, while these traditional approaches are still important, the rise of platforms like you would say something like GitHub, Stack Overflow, Product Hunt, and the social media site has given it more powers to us, like yeah. as in developer marketers to engage with the target audience in a new and innovative ways. Now, these online communities offer a wealth of data and insight. There is no doubt in that. And uh, enabling the marketers to tailor the strategies at any level. So, so that's why I just mentioned that it's the proliferation of online communities and platform. Mm. And the second point could be something like the growing importance of content marketing. You cannot go with that. So as the online communities and platforms are increasing, the something something that you need to up-level your game is the content marketing game. With the rapid pace of this technological advancements, uh, we are we as developer marketers and especially our target audience, the developers, are constantly seeking new ways to expand the knowledge, right? They want to learn more. They want to swim. It's basically like something is really changing. So how can, uh, so this particular demand for high quality content, the educational content that is both relevant and easily accessible, it's kind of changing. So as developer marketers, we need to seize this opportunity by producing, say, suppose the blog blog post, uh, webinars, tutorials, and other resources that not only show the product and services, but also empowers them with the knowledge. Like like recently at Isovalent, instead of writing the blogs, we kind of tried something like labs. Uh, so this is going to be a detailed labs. Like instead of reading a blog, you could just go and do things with a with a live lab, you could just go there, read, the, uh, uh, not only read the tutorial and have a certification, but also do the lab, do things and then go from there. Mm. So that's how we have been trying things. And then the third thing that I could think of is the role of personalization and automation, automation, right? Something that comes as a, as the developer community continues to grow and diversify, it becomes increasingly important for us, for developer marketers to deliver this personalized experience, right? They understand it's not that they are dumb and they, uh, I mean, the target audience we are dealing with are basically the smartest of the all at this level. So they, we need to provide that personalized experiences. And I keep repeating this to everyone because we they kind of love this and they kind of resonate with with that individual developers they kind of think that we are resonating we are kind of reaching out to them now if you see the advances in the artificial intelligence and machine learning that also uh, has paved the ways but uh, you can use those tools you can do segmentation you can do anything else but you cannot you cannot give that personalization so you you have to understand what my what my platform team needs what my developer team needs and you have to go from that so if mm. you kind of just just repeat this just summarizing this would be something like okay the technology has changed the developer marketing landscape in some of the fascinating ways that we see and uh, definitely after the covid thing and as we have uh, i mean definitely there's no after covid because it's still yeah. in pieces, but uh, but as we have discussed it's basically like uh, the rise of online communities, the growing importance of content marketing, the increasing focus on personalization and automation, that one-on-one setting are just a few examples of the implications. Now to thrive in this ever-growing 
and evolving environment, we need to embrace these changes. We cannot step back. We cannot say that, hey, we, I stop here. And we need to continually adopt our uh, strategies to stay ahead of the curve. Now, something that, if, if you allow me, I would just love to give an analogy. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, Go ahead. Because, and uh, because I like like cooking, so imagine that, um, to actually put this into perspective, would be that imagine you're a chef tasked with creating a new dish using a very complex set of ingredients, right? <laughs> now, um, now imagine if you don't understand this ingredients, right? So just as you need to understand the properties of each ingredients and how they work together to create this delicious dish, dish as, as a developer marketer, we need to be having the understanding, a deep understanding of the technology, how the problems are changing, how do I solve the problems and the need to stay updated. We cannot mix up like one ingredient here and there could actually mess up the entire dish, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's how I kind of look at this, that this particular, to make a really great recipe, you cannot do it without the right ingredients. And the same goes for the developer marketers who lack the right tools and data. You cannot do it. You have to use the right tools and data. You have to analyze things. You have to understand, you have to, you have to adapt, adapt to the changes and you have to, there's going to be implications, but we have to adopt to the things. I hope that answers your question, Teresa. Like, yeah, it did. And I love that metaphor. That's fantastic. Uh, it, it does put it, that into perspective. It makes it easier to understand as well. So thank you. Amazing. Yeah. And one thing you touched on about, you know, creating high quality content, uh, which I think is so important as well. And so going from there, yeah. uh, one thing that's so important for content is messaging and positioning. So in regards to tech products, um, how do you make sure that your messaging and your positioning are clear and effective when you are targeting the developer audience? I, I just took a pause because that question just hits hard and home, right? Because mm. uh, right now I'm, I'm, I've been, uh, since the time I've joined Isovalent, that's the, the thing that I've been struggling with, with the messaging and positioning, how to get it right. And uh, before answering that, let me tell you something, right? And something that came in my mind was, uh, last week I was just listening to a talk by Martina, Lushengo mm -hmm. with, with like Dan Olison, they kind of run this lean product, YouTube interviews and all that. And Martin is the author of the book loved. If you have not read that, you should, uh, you and any developer marketer or anyone who is in product or product marketing should read that book it kind of clarifies a lot of things on product marketing and developer marketing. The book name is loved, but something that got stuck with me on what Martina mentioned is, Hey, like, okay. First, let's understand what's the job of messaging. And Martina just says that just instead of complicating the things, we just go ahead and uh, complicate the, hey, we, we have to do this messaging, positioning and all that. But we have to take a step back and just ask, okay, let's understand what's the job of messaging. And and it's, it's a one-liner. It's just super clear where it just says that, okay, it's just to create clarity. It's about what your target audience wants to hear, right? Like mm. anything you do will not make sense if the developer doesn't want to hear that. If he's having a problem and if he's kind of trying to search on the internet about the problem, if you write a blog about it, like this is a strategy that my earlier company, DigitalOcean, applied was uh, they 
they just wrote down that okay if if a developer is working on something and if they get stuck with a 404 error or something like that can we actually create tutorials for each and every of those can we write blog posts and documentation for each and everything so that when that developer searches on google about that problem uh, our tutorial is going to be stack ranked at the top and then they read uh, solve their problem and then they know that okay there's a company called as distillation they also give hosting you just know about them so uh, it's I would just say that messaging and positioning is just to create clarities and just keep in mind that you need to write something that they want to hear. If they don't want to go to that, it will not make sense. So just wanted to add that. And uh, now coming back to your question, I didn't want to divert more, but messaging and positioning for the tech products do differ for from the non-tech counterparts in several ways, right? Like, okay. Uh, Let's actually talk about the first thing. Uh, something that I'm seeing right now is uh, the focus on the technical benefits, right? Which is which which is kind of very very important. Now, while the non-tech products often emphasizes on emotional or lifestyle benefit, if you take this product, this this going to happen. Tech products are complex. It needs to highlight the technical advantage and. Trust me, it's super difficult. Hmm. So this means that you are emphasizing something that are features, functionalities, and integrations that make the product stand out from the competitors, right? And to ensure clear and effective messaging, uh, we should use the precise language, specific examples, something that is more personalized. It kind of resonates with them. Showcasing them how, how the product can solve their real-world problem when they are working on their uh pc uh, or the application that's how it works right so focus on technical benefits is a super super important thing hmm. in this case the next up could be something on the importance of education and thought leadership because something that's important is okay the technical products often require a certain level of understanding before users can fully appreciate the value right i know we talk about values and benefits but uh, they are looking at features and it's not wrong about talking the features. I don't know why that perception comes in that, uh, <laughs> Hey, we need to showcase the values and all that, that, that works really well with the non-tech counterparts, but it's okay to showcase features when, when you're a very early stage startup, uh, it's, it's okay to say that you solve this IP address issue or something like that. Right. <laughs> so to create effective messaging and positioning, Developer marketers should prioritize the educating, prioritize that one thing that's educating their audience about the underlying technology and its potential applications, right? And this can include writing the blog post webinars as we have talked about it. And, and that could actually build their trust and credibility. Something that if you don't want to do anything to showcase education and thought leadership, you could just go with the blog post and the documentation. Mm. And that could just go uh, from there because you cannot waste time that a developer has been exploring your product with all the difficulty you made them come to your, your website, them to come to your website. And now they're having difficulty reading the documentation or they say that, hey, nothing exists. So you need to be focusing on educating and thought leadership. And then lastly, I would say that the role of simplicity in this, like, it's a technical product. You focus on technical benefits. You provide thought leadership, but you also focus on simplicity and clarity in their technical messaging. Because 
you have to think outside the jargons. The world world of technology is complex and confusing. We understand that. Mm-hmm. But that's your job, right? As a developer marketer to to actually distill the product and say that, okay, the value proposition, how can I make it simple? How can I make it easy to understand? Because down the line, we always think from the perspective of developers. But as I keep saying, there's this boss, this boss of boss sitting there who's going to pay you the money. And that's when the decision makers and and the and the budget owners comes in because if if the the budget owners typically would be a CFO or something like a VP of engineering who have not coded from some time or something like that, right? Where uh, they have not been in touch with things. So you need to be having that simple and clarity messaging for them. So those are the three things there. Like in this particular uh, order, I would just say that you need to have the different approach that emphasizes on technical benefits. You need to prioritize education and thought leadership and you need to focus on simplicity and clarity. So that's how I look at it. Talking about all this complexity and all that, how do I navigate this is something that I use uh, uh, the or the other fellow developer marketers can use in are the uh, something that's been proven, but also understanding the customer, but also you using some of the frameworks that's also existing and then understanding how, how that goes. Something that I use is April Dunford's positioning exercise also, which is kind of super, super effective to me in terms of understanding, because she just says that, Hey, to have this particular, um, do, uh, positioning statement or having the messaging exercise, you don't need to follow the traditional practices of for this, what this audience is and going with that. But you, you need to just understand what, what category your product falls in, who's your target customer, what are the biggest mm. problems that you're going to solve, who, uh, what are the benefits of the product, how do you differentiate from the competition? And if you can't answer this five question at the moment, that means you are at a very early stage. And that means at that moment, leave messaging, leave positioning. And if if you are a CEO or if you're a CTO or if you're a developer marketer, at that point, just, just go, go ahead and see what your best customers are talking about, right? Like, how do they talk about yeah. you? What do they talk about you? Make, write down that words. And those are your differentiators. Just write, talk about that on the homepage. Just, just say that if they say that you are, you are a simple tool in this infra world because everything else is so complex, you are just for this. Write, write that on the homepage. Or if, if they say that you are basically a database for finance only or banking only, right? So wh- why do you want to sell that database to the entire marketing, uh, the entire market, the landscape, right? You can just sell that to only finance banking, mm. things like that. So I kind of take that approach. Something that has also helped me, uh, something that I was learning new from last year was the narrative design framework, which is more on the storytelling. but this is not on the messaging positioning, but something when you're trying to tell the product and the brand story, uh, it works for the technical products too. It kind of, uh, but the only thing I would say that we should not be going at is more talking with the brand, but all, but focus on uh, the founder's story that, okay, how, uh, how, how did the CEO and the CTO get the idea of the product? What was the problem? 
how did it navigate how did they get the first funding or what were the initial customers we can talk with that people we are humans right humans developers are also humans so we kind of resonate with this kind of story so that's how i do it uh kind of use the combination of strategies that's already been proven so that i don't waste time and and uh the narrative design that i'm learning so no, that's I hope fantastic. that answers well. <laughs> no, it does, yeah. And I suppose that then uh, it's also, it's fair to say then that that's how you adapt to a landscape that's constantly evolving, isn't it? Is this is this yeah. how uh, developer marketers should approach it, basically? Yep. I mean, in this today's fast-paced uh, technological world, we can just say that that's how we adopt because because the developer marketing campaigns uh, need to be agile and adaptable to keep up with this rapidly changing landscape, right? Mm. Now, one way to think of this would be um, about, okay, I'll just give an analogy and not about the chef at this time, maybe <laughs> let me just give give on something like surfing, right? Okay, uh, so and just like a surfer has to constantly adjust their position right and technique to catch up with the next wave that's coming and you can't just stand still because otherwise you'll fall so the developer marketers in this changing landscape has to adjust their strategies to stay ahead of the competition and make a splash in that market because if you if you take any tech product and and go ahead and search on Google, what's the marketing landscape of that? And you will just find that there are at least 200 to 250 competitors in that. So how do you navigate? Now, imagine yourself that you 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 are actually going to buy this product in with this 200 odd companies. Now, imagine that someone like a developer marketer comes in and simplifies this thing for you, saying that, hey, hey, uh, this is... You know what? This is for the these these hundred products are for these use cases. Those fifty products are expensive. If your budget is like mid market and something like that, uh, we this kind of boils down to this ten products. Now, suddenly from this two hundred odd products, you have ten products to choose from, right? So compete from. So that's actually the work. And when when I say that you have to stay ahead of the strategy, it is very simple. You need to learn what's coming in, and you need to simplify things for your audience now uh okay let's let's actually understand what we actually uh what i mean by that also more in deep right like um, first up could be something like okay the growing importance of virtual and hybrid events right with this covid-19 pandemic we also had like in person events uh the in person events like conferences and meetups uh, uh, were largely shifted and we kind of moved to virtual and hybrid formats so how how um I kind of started seeing, at least to me, it was like new opportunity as a developer marketer to reach this, reach and engage this target audience. Because what we could do is uh, now uh, we can save money. Plus, uh, in this in-person events, we we kind of had to spend a lot of human effort in terms of organizing something like live chats, Q and A sessions, networking rooms, and all that. Right now, we could actually do it in a better way in the virtual session and have the community built up or have something like Discord to build up the community. And 
going forward from there. So that's why I feel that a couple of these things are changing, like virtual and hybrid events. You have the rise of the data-driven marketing coming in. Like as we are growing and becoming more diverse, we are also uh, essentially the marketers to leverage the data and analytics. We cannot close the loop. We cannot grow from there. So we have to have the campaigns and other things that talk about the experience of the developers, but also keep that data in mind. So it's the virtual and hybrid events. It's basically the data-driven marketing. And something that we need to also focus on uh, that I mentioned was the empathy part of the thing, which is yeah. the the developers are also humans. So we need to understand that uh, how can we make their life easier? How can we, uh, if they are kind of searching for a particular feature or problem, can you actually align your messaging directly that heads home? Can, uh, can you actually yeah. say that, hey, we can solve that for a forever. We can give you these features. We can give you this finance features. We can give you this cloud features. And then they take that and go, go to the decision makers and say that this is why I need this. This makes my life easier. So yeah. uh, talking about 100 things can actually make life easier. But these are the important things to me where we are kind of shifting towards the thing and we need to understand this and uh, we need to be embracing this opportunity. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, that's great. So that would be like a great strategy as well for um, a successful marketing campaign then. And yeah. um, on the other side of the coin then, how can the developer marketer just stay up to date with the latest tech trends and say DevOps and Kubernetes. Um, is this a question of, you know, constantly learning? So many developers are self-taught, aren't they? And I guess developer marketers have to take that approach sometimes a little bit, perhaps. Yeah, and that is actually a, a fantastic follow-up question on that because when we kind of, uh, kind of navigate the landscape, we, we as developer marketers also have to stay updated on the latest thing right and uh, what are the best ways of having the successful marketing campaigns right because we cannot close the loop without talking about that so a mm -hmm. couple of things that i do it and if i see my day-to-day -day work that comes in as the focus on creating the high quality and educational content uh, i know that this kind of uh, resonates with you also teresa because you kind of write a lot of content yeah but it's basically like uh, in the sense that when I say content, it's not about only content. It's about writing, creating high quality and educational content. As I mentioned about uh, the the lab thing that we did uh, differently or something that you could give a documentation that they don't have to think about. So it's basically that, okay, developers appreciate the content that helps them expand their knowledge and improve their skills. So by producing these blog posts, webinars, tutorials, case studies that showcase your product's capability and provide actionable insights, you can actually position your brand as a thought leader and then build the trust with the developer community. And uh, the second thing is leveraging the online platforms and the communities to engage with your target audience. Now, in this age of complex tech, we kind of have developers often turn to this online forums. We all know that. We discussed about it, like Stack Overflow, GitHub. That's where they search for these problems hmm. uh, to seek answers, to seek knowledge. Now, 
as a developer marketer i'm not telling that you go and learn coding but what i'm telling is just actively by actively just participating in this communities you can listen to what developers needs are mm. you can see what they're doing like couple of things uh, like i'll just give you an example the the canvas founder uh, the uh, something that i was reading the other, other day canvas founder on the first day of her putting the company she didn't do anything she she just recorded on how people were using the app and the website right so it was basically like if if you are in this developer space you, you, you just listen to what developers are saying how they are searching for answers on stack overflow how they are searching for answers on github can you actually see that what what they are searching and can you provide that valuable insight that's when you can go like engaging in this online platforms and communities and then the yeah. third and most important thing that i could think of would be something like the developer advocacy and support i know that you most of the companies also have developer advocacy programs separately or the developer relations that we call but i just say that like in my previous company and all the other companies that i've worked i've kind of worked very closely with the devrel you cannot have like a product marketer or a developer marketer working without devrel but you yourself as a developer marketer should be a strong developer advocacy or evangelist at that level if you start thinking from that angle that okay i'm i'm a passionate evangelist who who will go ahead and not only talk about marketing but also to help the developers that's mm. when you'll have like all these ideas of okay let's have excellent support and documentation that ensures that um someone who is working has high satisfaction and long term loyalty coming in right because they understand the product because they know the, all the benefits of the product so so th- those are a couple of things on building a successful strategy like three things that i could think of now staying up to date i could uh okay i think the other part of your question was staying how do we we stay up to date with this latest trends in devops kubernetes cloud mm-hmm. or ai or anything that's been coming right so i would just say that follow the industry thought leaders and influences like at least in the cloud native world uh, in my company itself we i've been fortunate enough to have a lot of thought leaders in the space so i kind of learn from them but yeah even even outside the space on twitter and linkedin i kind of keep keep following these people whom developers also would follow hmm. and then understand that okay what's what's the developer evangelist how to do a documentation better so that's how you understand about the kubernetes and the space with the social media follow the influences um you understand their insights opinions and updates on the latest trend follow the newsletters that would be the thing and then subscribe to the uh, relevant blogs like the dev blogs the newsletters and podcast that will just give you a lot of information you cannot imagine how people are thinking and all that right and then the last thing that i could think of would be uh compulsorily attend the industry events and conferences if you are speaking best otherwise if you are not speaking uh, since as a developer marketer or a product marketer you would be already planning for the event and helping the field marketing team try to be in those events try to see what you have done with the booth what you have done with anything else is it resonating with the audience are are people stopping by your booth are people looking at that video are people actually understanding that and if not what's the problem 
So mm. the, uh, and and uh, when you attend these kind of events and conferences, it's more about the talks and all that, but it's also about the human interface that we have, right? So yeah, yeah. by focusing on educational content, uh, leveraging the online communities, prioritizing developer advocacy, and staying up to date with the latest trends in DevOps, Kubernetes, cloud, whatever you call it, we can. We as developer marketers can build successful campaigns in this complex age of tech that we call it. And yeah. these these strategies will not only help us reach and engage with the target audience, but also to stabilize the brand that we have as a trusted source, because that's super important. And having that community, having the open source focus, not crossing the line between open source and enterprise. No, that's great. Thank you. And I'm also curious to uh, to know how then you can measure that um, the success of your marketing campaigns then when you're talking about the tech-driven world. Um, and you were mentioning data-driven uh, decision-making, for mm -hmm. example. So uh, yeah. what part would that play in this process of measuring your success? Got it. I mean, I was... I was kind of thinking that that question would come to me because we can, we we can talk about successful marketing campaigns, but uh, if we uh, if we don't talk about measuring that, then it's gone. Mm -hmm, you absolutely. cannot be a successful product marketer or developer marketer because it is still. I think I think the other community has book also right the product marketing misunderstood. So and that's the major part of the product marketing and developer marketer uh, work that. This is completely misunderstood if you don't show. So something that I use in my day day to day thing and that has helped me in my early company also are the KPIs and the OKRs that I define mm. before any 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 anything to track the progress and and make make data driven decisions or use data to make these decisions now. Uh, KPIs and OKRs might be like a debatable topic. People would say that, hey, you know what? OKRs are not important. We can just focus on KPIs. Um, but but what I say is that, okay, the OKRs, which are the objectives and key results, are actually an important tool that we as developer marketers can use to measure the campaign. Um, these are basically specific goals that are set at the beginning of the campaign. And and what what most people don't understand is, now, as an OKR, if you have set this initially, then it becomes easier to track this progress with the help of KPIs. Now, yeah. KPIs are key performance indicators, right? So let's take an example. Uh, an OKR for a developer marketing campaign might be to increase support website traffic by 20% within the next quarter. Now, same, that's an OKR, but the KPI would be something like uh, KPIs for that particular goal would be uh, such as like website traffic, bounce mm. rate, user engagement, that could be tracked, right? So now you understand, right? It's basically like OKR is just having a general goal, yeah. which could be far off that, hey, increasing the website traffic by 20%, 30%. But then KPIs are more stricter thing on how how will you achieve that? Will you be checking the website traffic? Will you be checking the bounce rate? Will you be doing the user engagement? How do you do that, right? So it's it's basically, for me, it's basically a combination of OKR and KPI game that kind of goes in. Um, I could just take some of the examples of KPI and then um, maybe we can just take an example so that we understand this. 
uh, it's basically like okay some of the common kpis that i do it at uh, taken at the day to day basis would be something like with the website traffic by tracking the website traffic we can measure the effectiveness of any campaign right we mm. drive visitors to the website we can track the source of the traffic we can uh, the source could be something like search engine or social media uh, we can determine which channels are are effective in driving this particular traffic right and then the other kpi could be something like user engagement that we discussed right it's basically like uh, measuring the metrics such as time spent on the website now you have drive, drove the traffic to the website but how much time are they spending are they reading your blogs uh, number of pages visited the bounce rate by tracking yeah. the user engagement you can actually resonate with the audience like uh you can actually navigate you can use tools like hotjar and all to navigate that okay now that someone has come to home page they click on product or they they just don't scroll down so what is the problem they go to the blog but then don't read the blog so you can understand all those things so that's the major thing and then something that comes as a as something that um the sales will keep asking you as the lead generation as a kpi right like as yeah. a marketer how much of leads number of leads that you have generated how much of those have converted is the latest stage but how much of lead that you have generated on the website on the uh, on the field like if there's a conference happening have you been able to successfully like from the last conference have you been able to track like more leads things like that so these are a couple of kpis like since developer marketers work with a work like a generalist with with all the teams like field marketing digital marketing product yeah. team and all that so you can also have something if you are struggling at this i just tell to people that just have team wise kpis like if you are helping product uh, field marketing uh, team you just have something like how much of data that you have driven in the conference or if you are helping the content team how much of help like Uh, how much of help that you have done you cannot track always that okay someone read my blog and came to me and like that but uh, you can definitely say that uh, awareness versus adoption right you have definitely made people aware of it so that's how i look at kpis and okrs um yeah something that i could think of i mean um as an example that i keep giving to people when i as, since it is a very sensitive topic and i mean sensitive might not be a right word but something that is very complicated topic to make understand people what a product marketer does hmm. in the day to day things because now what happens is you can create a kpi for field marketing team but at the end of the day having running a successful campaign as a field marketer is their goal so making that Underst- making having that understanding to your leadership is going to be very difficult right uh, you can say that hey i y- you can influence these teams but you cannot own these leads right you need to understand yeah. that so so imagine that you and me are launching a say suppose something like a cloud based project project tool okay and and the target audience is something like small and medium sized businesses so what could be the potential kpis that we could track in and and how should we go in planning the campaign right so let me just give an example of how i could think of this would be something like what i do is dividing this into three parts before the campaign during the campaign and after the campaign 
Okay. So before the campaign, I would just do the market research, understand the pain points, the target audience. I'll just write down everything. I'll just see what are the existing tools that's there or something like I'll plan for the pre-launch registrations. Okay. If I've, I have a sign up form, how do I do this? So mm. that would be some few things that I could do it before the campaign. During the campaign is when something magical happens where you plan things that, okay, you, you will track some KPIs like the website traffic we talked about, the click-through rate. You could track something like the trial signups or yeah. or or something like the conversion rate the social media engagement you're having the channels that you're using is youtube converting things like that that could be during the campaign now after the campaign is something that's important because people will ask you okay how successful was the campaign now you can do a number of things before the campaign or during the campaign but something that you need to show after the campaign are customer attention like something that you do did before the campaign and during the campaign in terms of awareness, do you have the same amount of adoption after the campaign? So can you show me the customer retention that you had or the customer satisfaction that you had, the number of adoption you had, or can you show me the total number of revenue, right? You cannot impact the revenue, but you can still drive that, right? And uh, some of the tools that you could use to be like data-driven or something like Google Analytics or anything at the CRM level, like Salesforce or HubSpot or anything like that to check the signups and conversions and all these things at this level. So that's how we could balance the, or I, I could see we are kind of doing a product launch or anything. That's how I see the OKRs and KPIs defined. And that's how we could actually, um, plan before the event, during the event, and we could also have something after the event to show it, show, it, show, it, show it to the leadership that this is what we have done as a product marketer and a developer marketer, and that's the impact that we had. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Very um, detailed. <laughs> I No, no, it's, uh, it's good to have that. I think um, it's important that people kind of... It, it can Got be a complicated it. one because... With KPIs and all that, it's sometimes it's hard to, oh, when, what should I focus on? So having that um, sort of detail really does help. And I think as well, um, like KPIs and metrics and things are used to measure success of a campaign. They also uh, help you find uh, opportunities for marketing, doesn't it? Like you can do something, you can, oh, this worked well, uh, I can try on a future campaign. Um, so are there any, what would you say then our biggest opportunities that comes opportunities, with Opportunities, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. I mean, I think we kind of discussed about some of the biggest challenges at the starting stage, right? So yeah. uh, now this, this is a great question in the sense that you're asking that, hey, tell me the challenge and tell me the opportunity also. So that kind of comes in a great thing. So let's actually go that way. And let me see if I can think of a couple of things here. So let's take a first challenge as the rapidly evolving technology, right? Now mm -hmm. things are changing. So what could be opportunity for that? The opportunity for that could be something that I see is competitive advantage because by staying informed and embracing new technology, you as developer marketer can gain a competitive edge. You can be like much like a skilled board captain, right? Who knows 
how to navigate the currents and or or if, if we take our last example of surfer uh you if if the challenge is rapidly changing evolving technology and mm. other developer marketers and and the companies are just staying still the wave will come and take them off but if if you are a surfer who understands this that okay the waves are changing you could just go with the opportunity saying that i have a competitive advantage and i could just go and learn things so so the adaptation on this opportunity would be continually learning and experimentation so the ch- challenge is uh, evolving technology opportunity would be competitive advantage and the adaptation would be that as a dev marketer i should be continually learning and experimenting thing mm. okay that's the first thing uh, second thing i could think of as the challenge that we discussed was okay the overwhelming amount of information that's available right now something that kind of gets really challenging at that stage to create content that stands out and resonates with developer because so much of information exists so much of documentation exists how can i create something for my product that is that, that kind of stands out differently so the opportunity that i see here is thought leadership because if you have the thought leadership approach you will go with producing the high quality content the educational content that will focus on the pain points that we discussed how can we make something that focuses on pain points and problems mm. and uh, we could stand ourselves from the noise that we have in the crowded uh, marketplace so the adaptation that i could think of is having a focused messaging and niche expertise because if you take a thought leadership approach that means you know about the topic really well and you can navigate the market now now let's take an example of my company as isovalent right when we created silim we kind of mentioned that we are basically the creators of silim and not mm. only mentioning that even the quality of the content when the content goes out in the market it kind of resonates and shows that thought leadership that we are the ones who have created the open source technology and that's why if you're coming and uh, seeing this see all the expertise that's here right so if you think that the problem or the challenge in the uh, in the market right now is overwhelming amount of information and how as a developer marketer i try to uh, stay stay uh, or stand outside of this is basically uh, looking at the opportunity as thought leadership and having adaptation as focused messaging and niche expertise so that's what i could think of at the moment yeah opportunities and that's what so the two challenges and opportunities that i could see the another challenge yeah we could just uh, and we could just close a little with that because we discussed the this three things mm-hmm. as a challenge was um, also the shifting customer expectations right like the developers are uh, developers are in this thing because the technology landscape is changing for them also they need to learn new tools platforms and ways of working every day so how do we kind of uh, 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 challenge this how do we kind of accept this challenge and build an opportunity so the opportunity could be built with understanding the empathy and building the trust and loyal loyalty with them if you can understand and address this shifting expectation you can actually understand that mm-hmm. and the only thing that you could do and we we discussed this is uh, understanding how they work what they are talking the active listening and engagement right go on the stack overflow community go on the social media forum go understand the influences how they are talking how how a good documentation is made 
so listen to it uh, repeat it and those are the things so uh, just to summarize what i've spoken it's basically like in this fast paced tech driven world of developer marketing the challenge is like rapidly evolving technology information overload and the shifting customer expectation are basically a constant as the servers current that we discussed right coming into us mm-hmm. and uh, we can actually ad- adopt this adapt this as an opportunity by continually learning have focused messaging thought leadership uh, the active engagement with the audience and that's how we could turn this challenges into opportunities by having their adaptations yeah i love that that turning a, a challenge into an opportunity that's a fantastic way of looking at it and uh, do you have any examples of these successful campaigns um in an industry as complex as a tech industry um any examples you'd like to share of that yeah i mean if you kind of see the tech tech uh, tech landscape right now and don't go with enterprises and all that i just keep telling people that let's uh, like see the examples of the tech startups who have been smaller and made big and um, for this for this particular podcast i think we could we, we could try taking an example of something that everyone knows around us right like something like slack mm. let's take an example of slack back in the early days um, slack was a really small startup i won't say really small but they just started with that smaller yeah. startup that had just launched a workplace communication tool now when you say workplace communication tool is is it cannot turn eyes right and to gain traction among the developers slack organized a series of hackathons and coding competitions that challenged the developers so instead of just saying hey we are a you know we are a workplace communication tool they tried calling in uh, developers tried organizing hackathons coding competitions that challenged developers to create this unique and innovative integration with their platform and as a result these events not only showcased like slack's robust apis and flexibility they also cultivated a community of passionate developers like who also became the early adopters and evangelists so um, the developers sat down um, started the started learning about the product in the hackathon so that was a brilliant move that was played by slack in terms of understanding the growth and eventual success right like instead of telling having developers find you through website and as a communication tool they just went through saying that okay uh, slack api is very robust and you could do customization as a developer what do i need i need the api customization and flexibility to connect with something like say suppose asana or something like all the tools that i use every day so so they got to make sure that slack was understood as a brand for developers they start using it at the tech companies and then move from there right mm. um so yeah that comes in my mind as slack and second example that i could give off and we could just uh, stop here if you want to is basically like the github um github as a company the world's largest platform that hosts developers we cannot talk about any example if we don't talk about github gitlab mm-hmm. and all these companies because because github organized the importance of uh, nurturing and engaging the developer community it all started with them how they did it was brilliant something if i remember i don't exactly remember the name of the campaign but something that they were driving and what was kind of brilliant move was something that they did with the students they kind of did something called as the github student 
developer campaign or something and that program kind of offered a lot of students free access to premium tools and services right now this mm. program i remember kind of helped a lot of github uh, it kind of helped github win hearts and minds of the next generation of developers so they kind of imagine that okay the college students in 2020 would be the developers in 2024 right so these are the bigger minds uh, whom we can foster now uh, right now with this campaign and approach it was really adopted and there with their prediction and as we are speaking i think they are close to almost like 80 or 70 million users oh, wow, yeah. on their platform <laughs> as the as the developer toolbox so yeah these two examples are something that we use daily uh, as like developers and developer marketers so i just gave that example slack and github yeah, no. want, i can give you more examples but yeah just just wanted to add that because these companies have uh thought differently the maybe the developer marketers maybe the product marketers maybe the ceo and ctos have d- thought differently but there's a lot to learn on how they do it right and uh, as i gave you the example of slack organizing the hackathons we we used in distribution in my last company we use we use the same methodologies we organize hackathons hacktoberfest things like that and and the and and the uh, engagement that we have got is like awesome because developers love challenges so mm. we organize these kind of events it's a it's a best way to showcase your product yeah that's amazing uh, i lo- i really love those examples because it also showcases quite a lot of innovation and creativity and i think it's easy to kind of get bogged down into doing the same things you know day in and out and uh so it's it's great to see um examples of such great creativity in a field that people think of as a little bit uh dry maybe you know but difficult it's technology how you know how creative can you get but it's really great to see that and i think that um that what could lead me to my next question of how yeah. then and how you do it in your company as well how do you balance that need for innovation for creativity but you also uh don't lose track of your data of your analytics yeah. but yeah it's it's like a great question so it's a fantastic question in this because balancing the creativity and innovation with this data driven decision making is kind of essential for the successful developer mm. marketing campaigns because with so many uh, businesses viewing for the attention of the customer it's essential for companies to stand out from the crowd and offer something unique and compelling and no other way to do it and because they're going to look at the developer marketers right so yeah. uh, some of the things that i could think of that could help in striking the balance would be as we discussed about kpis something that's could help is setting the clear objectives and kpis now before launching let's take an example before launching any of the marketing campaign it's kind of crucial as we discussed to define the objectives and identify the key performance that will help you measure the success so this particular foundation will will actually provide a clear direction and trust me this when you define the okrs and kpis it kind of gives you a it's not for your manager but it's also for you to understand that what i'm setting at the moment does it strike that balance does it what i'm doing is innovative has this been tried out has uh, has uh, does this have an impact of doing big so that's how i start with uh, when you when you talked about the word balance something that came in my mind was setting the objectives and kpis mm. the other thing that i could think of is embracing and this is what 
we need to be focusing on is having a test and learn mindset, right? Like go ahead and break things. Like who is stopping you? <laughs> you yeah. are, and especially, and especially in this, um, I mean, I don't know how the bigger enterprises work and um, especially the, because in terms of bigger enterprises, you have this bigger product marketing team and everyone doing this, but at least if you're working for startups, just encourage innovation and creativity by adopting this test and learn approach, right? Like uh, this could involve like experimenting with new ideas, platforms, tactics, and then using data and analytics to evaluate their effectiveness. Uh, we are not saying don't use that, but we are just telling that use and evaluate. Now, by imagine by analyzing these results of the experiments, you can just identify which creative ideas are, are resonating. How can I use that to field marketing? How can I use that? So use that test and learn mindset. And as a follow-up to that would be use that data to fuel your creativity because data and analytics can actually serve as a source of inspiration for your creative. You cannot, you cannot, you are like blind you're without a leg if you don't use data. If you don't use yeah. data-driven approach, you cannot have creativity because uh, the worst thing you can do is working on intuition because I stay, I tell to all the product marketers and I, uh, this is something that my mentor told me was when I was getting into product marketers, uh, try avoiding the intuition. Intuition is great for creativity, but if you can back that with data, that's when it becomes magical. Mm -hmm. right so so it's basically like you can analyze the customer behavior it's not hard you analyze the customer behavior see what what the top customers are telling preferences feedback and then you have a creative idea just back it back it up with that so use the data to fuel the creativity and then you need to um okay something that i also do a bit differently is also uh, also increases collaboration between the data team if you have in your company or you can be the source of that and then um, combining that with a creative team like if you have a designer or if you have a design team you can combine this two data with a creative design team and have something magical for this conferences mm -hmm. like uh, a design that was never tried a messaging that was never tried um, uh, like uh, something a swag that was never given. Like everyone in the booth gives t-shirt. Can you put an ice cream booth on that? Like uh, ice cream machine, vending machine. Mm -hmm. uh, and then and then uh, print print like cups of uh, ice cream cup with your logo and give that. Everyone loves ice cream. They're going to stop at the booth. So <laughs> that's how you have more leads. Like everyone gives t-shirts. So that's going to be an inventive way. Now, Many of us would say that, oh, you know, we are a bigger tech company. We can't go that way and all that. But we, these are things that we have tried in and we we have got as many booth audience as you cannot imagine because uh, everyone loves these things, right? So creativity in that term. So just to summarize that, uh, have clear objectives, have the test and learn mindset, use data to fuel your creativity and foster the collaboration, right? Like, um, you are basically the bridge between any team. You are basically the voice of the product team. You are basically the voice for the marketing team. So engage this team, get it all together, and then go forward from there. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing. And those examples are fantastic. Uh, it's true. Uh, I've been to events before and usually do get if you get swag, you get, you know, the pens, the T-shirts. But the idea with the ice cream, that's that's fantastic. I love that. And it does help. Um, you know, the examples like those do help people who are listening and who are struggling perhaps with that. So appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And as a closing thought, is there any advice that uh, you'd like to give to, you know, both new and aspiring developer marketers who are looking to um, succeed in this growing even more complex um, yeah. tech industry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been someone who was kind of new, like five years back and then tried, tried learning my way and scratching parts and talking to people. So I can definitely give in what has worked for me. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a bigger thought leader in this space who has done like messaging for hundred different companies, but I'm, I'm also a learner at the moment. And the only thing that I would say is the tech industry can be indeed challenging. That should not stop you, mm -hmm. but uh, something that I've made my mission is it's challenging. So it's equally rewarding, right? Like as a developer marketer, if you say that it's challenging, so we should also be seeing that as a developer marketer, we can make it equally rewarding because if you try something in this challenging space, people will recognize you. Right. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things that I see that I started doing was deepening. Now it was a bit easier for me because I've been an engineer platform guy and all that. So uh, deepening my technical knowledge was something I wouldn't say easier, but I'm still learning. Like uh, it was easier for in my last company, DigitalOcean, to give Kubernetes talks because I understood in and out about Kubernetes. But here in here at Isovillain, I haven't given it, uh, a deep product talk until now because there are many thought leaders. Mm. And and I am I am still learning about the product, right? So I could do a better messaging and positioning at this level. I wouldn't say better, but at equally level. But then uh, to actually showcase the product at that level with multi-cloud features and all that, it's going to take me a little more time and I won't get, that doesn't take me back because I'm still learning and I have that thing. So de try deepening your technical knowledge because as I say to our non-technical counterparts, if you're selling a t-shirt, you will try the t-shirt, right? And yeah. then show it to people that that's how it's fitting is. So if you're selling a tech product, why why is there a friction that as a product marketer or developer marketer, I should not try that? So unless yeah. you try that, how will you sell it? Yeah, that's so true. Deepen your technical, <laughs> deepen your technical knowledge. Be a continuous learner. That's how you'll stay up to date in this thing. And that that was the whole intention of this podcast. That try staying updated with the latest trends and advancement. Uh, understand their influences, webinars, blogs, and all that. And then also deepen your empathy for your audience. You cannot go ahead if you don't understand the pain points. So it's it's kind of, and that's why you're being hired. That's why you, you are the voice for the market. You're the voice for the customer. So develop the empathy. Uh, test and run or test and iterate. There's nothing wrong in having the test and learn mindset. And last but not the least would be something like build a strong network. Networking is really, really essential, not for the developer marketers, but for any marketer. I'm I'm kind of coming from product, kind of coming from engineering. I'm kind of coming from customer success. But anywhere you see now that we are in marketing, now the product marketers or developer marketers could be reporting to others. But as a marketer, 
or as as a person in this industry networking is super super important so connect with other developers marketers industry people uh, groups like uh, developer marketing alliance like dma pma or th- mm. or these kind of groups are kind of super super um, easier for us to connect stay connected right like a lot of people reach out to me on dma they kind of stay connected they just want to learn about what i've written or uh, and they just want to know more so so in this particular i would just wrap up with saying that to succeed succeed as a developer marketer it's kind of crucial to deepen your technical knowledge i don't say that you should sit and code and learn those go programming and all that but be a, be a continuous learner at least to understand that you can demo your product mm. develop that deep empathy for the audience test and reiterate test and break and build a strong network so I hope this particular tips and all the things that I've mentioned in this particular podcast has been like super helpful and I hope I didn't go and bore all of you and especially you Teresa in terms of uh, with my examples. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I think it's really important uh you know some topics maybe you can discuss them quickly but other topics they are complex so I I do think yeah. they benefit from a deep dive. So I do appreciate um you talking to me about this and providing you know these fantastic insights and examples and sharing your experiences. And um, and this is part of a series, I just want to say. So um, we've talked about how developer marketers can navigate this changing tech landscape, but we're also going to be looking at, you know, diving deep into different technologies, how marketers can handle, make the most of them. You know, we'll look at DevOps, Kubernetes and Cloud Native, and which you're also, obviously, as we said, incredibly familiar with. Uh, so I'm already yeah. looking forward to that yeah. and to uh, hearing your thoughts on this topic. So... Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. And as I said, I'll be actually speaking to you and you mentioned about the series. So let's actually deep dive on each and every topic because every question that you asked can be a blog post of its own, right? Mm. So it's 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 that deep. So hopefully my experience or my learning experience as a product marketer, as a beginner mindset has helped on this to, to the fellow marketers and to people who are looking to come into developer marketing and stay stay tuned that's what i will say yeah great thank you so much thank you so much teresa thank you for tuning in to this episode of devmar debugged if you want to hear more from professionals in the developer marketing world subscribe to our podcast for more expert talks see you on the next one